podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And I'm joined by the loveliest of co-hosts, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? Well, I, I can say officially that I'm happy to be here with you on this podcast and out of a homeowners association meeting <laughs> in my neighborhood, which uh, ended in a, uh, a screaming match over uh, absolute power and how it corrupts absolutely. So uh, this is a month for me, <laughs> I, I think. About and, and You guys were talking about sidewalks? We were talking. We were talking about the cracked sidewalks and how yeah. we may or may not need money to repair those. It's very. It's very much an old people thing, you know. If if Davis Maddock is listening to this, Davis Maddock, you know, he's probably going to laugh hysterically because I'm so old. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm about that HOA life. That's. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Davis Maddock has any idea what a homeowners association is. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't, I don't think he. I don't think he understands that yet. Google it on your fancy little, you know, phone thingamajigger. Your phone thing that you have. Yeah, they did the. They actually last night, Davis. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do a little little promotion for him. They did the uh, Sports Wonderkin podcast. They had him and Coleman had Michael Salfino on from Yahoo and yeah. Wall Street Journal and yeah. whatnot. So. Salfino's a great guy too, and it was it was really fun to troll them while they were talking. I saw that you were in full troll mode, man. Oh, that's all. If if I catch them while they're on air, all I do is just troll them the, the entire time. Yeah, and, and Davis Davis has this really really strange obsession with old pit players, like guys that I went to school with, and so like a like a John Baldwin or uh you know I went I was there when when Lashawn McCoy was there too, but that's I'm talking like Ray Graham and. And John Baldwin and Doran Dickerson, these random pit guys, and he loves them because they all score so well from a from a size perspective. <laughs> right, so Davis, sport. so Davis naturally loves them. Right, John Baldwin. Right, John Baldwin. You know what? You know what I remember about John Baldwin. Here, here's here's all I know about John Baldwin. He caught a long touchdown, possibly two, on Halloween night two years ago. Yeah. With the Chiefs against maybe the Chargers or the Broncos, I, one of the division rivals, and that's all I know about him is that Matt Castle threw up two prayers and and John Baldwin. Yeah, and then and then everyone ran to the waiver wire, and he was like a top waiver wire pickup the next week. It was yeah, I mean this the whole game is so reactionary. I mean we say that every week, you, but yeah, yeah, that was especially just super reactionary. Like yeah. oh, oh, he's gonna catch two touchdowns every week. Well, I gotta I gotta go get that guy now. John Baldwin is working at the Arby's near my house. I don't know. Yeah, if you, the, like, the, yeah. The thing that the thing with like a guy like Baldwin that that most people you know. You can fall in love with a guy like him, Davis, but you have to you have to also be pretty good at football. And he he lacks that ability. He completely lacks that ability. Uh, yeah. It's un- unreal. But uh so how are you how are you you in any playoffs? Any uh any any first round wins last week? Uh yeah, yeah, one. <laughs> and nice, then, nice. And then my my the playoffs in my uh family and uh friend league start this week. I, we only have a two week playoff system there. Um nice. But uh, I'm super psyched for that because if I repeat, I'm gonna rub it in the faces the of my yeah. brothers-in-law so hard it's ridiculous. That's the best feeling that you could possibly 
ask for. Oh yeah, no, no joy. By the way, I, I won't be happy at all. I'll no, be, you be... you win just to make other people mad. Oh yeah, no, their misery will be will well, their misery will make me happy. I guess so. Yes. Yeah, that makes that's why we play fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, right. No one, no one can be happy in fantasy football. No, it's just relief, man. Just relief. Yeah, I hear you. It was a it was a very interesting week. From I I did very well in my playoff matchups, but then I did horrible in my daily matchups. So, such is life. You, but my got, but my lumberjack ending squad ended up winning as a six seed, which was great. Right, right. Did wait? Did you talk about that last week? No, no, no. You you haven't talked about that on the pod. I talked. You no, know, I, I I mentioned the the lumberjack ending story last week. The one that where, just to recap, Rich Rebar beat me. In the final week of the season, and his name of his team was Lumberjack Ending. And he was the worst team in... I mean, like I said last week, Rebar's a great fantasy player, and I play in other leagues with him that he's dominating. But this league, he just had a bad team. And he beat me in the final week, and I thought that I was going to lose, but Ryan, our buddy Ryan Forbes ended up getting the real Lumberjack Ending when the Saints couldn't put up five fantasy points. But then, but then this week, I uh, our buddy Dexter's library. I had a. This is in the two mugs league, by the way. Uh, our buddy Dexter's library uh, had a much better lineup than me, and I somehow pulled it off. I actually, I didn't somehow pull it off. I I'm, I'm accounted off. Right. Is, yeah. Is you trustmended off. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I'm I'm moving on, and now I play Roto World Zone. Nick Mencio this week. Oh right, I saw that. Yeah, throwdown. His team's ridiculous. It's it's just it's absurd. It's not team. just all Rams. It's not. Like, no, I know. I'm surprised, right? It's, it's Zach like Stacy's not even rostered on his team. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, yeah, and he's not starting Sam Bradford this week. I can't. I couldn't even believe it. Oh my god! I, th- I was just assuming he had started Clemens the entire season. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah he does, and he he also likes X Rams as well. He just he he's, he tried to get Marshall Falk off the off the waiver wire, but he wasn't available. But he he's just he's just trying to get as many Rams as possible. I I, th- I think his strategy in the playoffs is to just sl- just put them on his bench just to have some support. Sure, I, I actually uh, heard a rumor that he started Isaac Bruce during the bye week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He did. That's that's Mencio. <laughs> that's also a lie for those of you who can't. Yeah, yeah. Hear our sarcasm. Yes. Anyway, uh, last week let's just run through it really quick. We're gonna we'll we'll try to get through uh, our streamers this week fairly fast because we have a lot of Twitter questions because it's the playoffs, um, and I think people just want more more answers. Yes. That's kind of how it works. There's a lot of insecurity. There is. There's a lot of potential power <laughs> crying out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, defense. You had the, the Raiders. Uh, we can just move on from that. Well, I, I do want to say Charles <laughs> Charles Woodson had the perfect quote, and I talked about this in my fake football column. Uh, he said, uh, it's really embarrassing to be a part of this. <laughs> we were <laughs> We were like the bad news bears out there. Defensively, we went out and basically peed down our own legs. <laughs> and I said, "You peed, you peed on ten thousand fantasy seasons. Yeah, it was it was more than them. Yeah, yeah does he no, not realize that? You, Chuck, you destroyed fantasy teams. I mean, I got one point out of the Raiders. Now, I want people to know, I I live and die with 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 these streaming choices. I don't, I'm not just throwing them out there and not using them. I mean, I rolled with the Raiders." With a lot of confidence, and about yeah. you know four minutes into that game, I was like, "Well, there, there goes that." That was that was incredible, and the amount of people that I'm sure I'm sure you even because I don't even write a defensive column, but the amount of people that even tweeted me saying how idiotic it was, or 
Number fire. We, number fire's algorithm said the Raiders is like the fourth best defense last week, which made sense because they were playing the Jets. Makes and, perfect sense. Yeah, right. And 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 the, the Raiders' defense hasn't been that bad this year. No. Not, I mean, there have been, been hiccups and, and bumps around, along the road, but uh, Nick Foles. But it, it they've been all right. And last week was just out of control bad. Like, just a complete, complete train wreck. It was a meltdown. Yeah. Um. So you also had the Texans uh, against, yeah. the, against they, the Jags. They, you know, they. It would have been better to play the Jags slightly, but yes, I mean, I had the Texans. And then I guess the most successful streamer from last week uh, defensively were the Chargers, uh, which I think, you know, I, I faced the most skepticism from that pick. I mean, people was like, "No, I'm not playing the Chargers," right. um, but they they're playing the Giants. You know, I mean, how can you? I. I played the Chargers in a lot of daily leagues. I was telling JJ because mm-hmm. they were so cheap, and I had so much confidence that they would get a few turnovers. And they ended up; uh, they had three forced turnovers, and they sacked Eli twice, and they finished as the ninth highest scoring defense for the week. Yeah, and it was it was a very very strange week from a defensive perspective. You had the Chiefs coming back to to relevancy, and then you had the Buccaneers as the number two defense. Yeah, and, and you had the Cardinals, who I I had the Cardinals in a lot of real leagues, which was fantastic. But then you had teams like the Falcons, the Jets, who have been playing awful in the secondary, uh, the Saints against Carolina, which. You know they were they were fired up. That wasn't a terrible play, but but even so, the thing is is that there were only really three elite defenses last week. So even if you played a team like Oakland uh, or in my case Buffalo, I went pretty hard on Buffalo with Buffalo. You know you, you didn't really gain or lose that much uh, from a points perspective, right? So that was that was at least good. So let's look at look just look at it fr- from that perspective. Stutter. Yes. <laughs> my God, I can't talk. Anyway, so uh, last week I had the the I had the Flacco. You're the Flacco, yeah. Yeah, he ended up uh, as the 11th best quarterback. Speaking of of uh, how a position scored, the quarterback position this week was unreal. Yeah, wow, unreal. Everyone everyone threw three touchdowns. Mm. Everyone, uh, <laughs> except for EJ Manuel, who was my who was another streamer that I threw out there against that Bucks defense. He had four interceptions. He's He's now kind of on my my Geno Smith list of of just not you don't want to you don't want to get near that. Yeah, let's let's scrub him from the podcast yeah. for the moment. But yeah, but the the best one that I that I picked out was Andy Dalton. Yeah. I I didn't give up on Dalton after his stinker against uh, San Diego the week before, which I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, um, and, you, and you hate Dalton. Too. And I yeah yeah I don't like Flacco or Dalton. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I don't I don't mind Dalton. I hate Flacco. That's but true. the uh, he was the he was the fifth. Uh, best quarterback last week, and he had 30 fantasy points. Yes. And he was the fifth best quarterback. And he was on, famously, on the roster of the $1 million FanDuel yeah. challenge winner in Vegas. So, you know, yeah. good, good job, Andy. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's the that's the only championship he's going to win. Oh, whoa. whoa. hey <laughs> Steelers trash talk. It's so true, though. Yeah, it is. Definitely is true. Um, and then at tight end, uh, we talked a lot about Jared Cook for obvious reasons. Uh, it's kind of funny. He had the exact same stat line as he did the week before, but he was playing San Francisco the week before. It was one of the best defenses against tight ends. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, that's that's Jared Cook, actually. World. God. Yeah. Um, who, who is not on Nick Mencio's team either? Oh, well, that, uh, no, no, that's shocking, I will say. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so he had a three for 49 line. So he got 6.4 half point PPR points. It wasn't, wasn't God awful, but it certainly wasn't what we were expecting. No. Um, and then I mentioned Delaney Walker who didn't play. So that w- yeah. that, I hope that you guys didn't play him. And I, I mentioned, uh, was it that you had, um, hmm. I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, good Lord. You know who I talked about? Ladarius Donut Green. Oh yeah, that's Eddie Royal, man. Eddie Royal. I mean, his obvious. Look at he ran. He ran seven routes after running twenty some twenty three four five routes the week before. I guess he's just you know not ready for fantasy prime time. I mean, it, unless you really, unless you think that you know suddenly he'll he'll become you know a a, a reliable part of that Chargers offense. I just don't see how. How you can put any sort of stock in, in, into him at the moment? Um, I mean, I guess if Eddie Royal misses tomorrow's game, then right. then he he has a, a you know better yeah. better prospects. But other than that, uh, he's he's kind of a hope and a prayer at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I know that he was running more routes uh, without Royal in the lineup, but I think that it's a you know he only had. He was only averaging three receptions a game. Not not that that's bad from a tight end perspective, but he was he was producing big plays that probably inflated his value a bit. And I'm not I'm not saying as if either of us because I was I was on board with Ladarius just in general as well. But I think that it's a situation where we're we're oftentimes when he's that when someone's that much of an athletic freak, and when he's getting more and more opportunity, we're bound to overinflate him a bit. Yeah. Yeah, a bit. I, I think I think just just generally people, including myself, got got really excited over his potential and, and you know right. kind of picturing him as an every down tight end in a in a pretty good offense. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that didn't happen, but which was you know, fair though. Yeah. That, that's that's. I mean, that's part. Look at we. I feel like this is a that was a decision based on on good information that just didn't work out the way that we. Thought it would because we're not in Mike McCoy's office, right? You know, we didn't we didn't know that he was going to say, eh, you know that that incredibly freakishly ath- athletic tight end. We're not going to use him today. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to use Eddie Royal instead. Yeah, because I mean, how can you how can you not use the future Hall of Famer Eddie Royal? <laughs> oh man! All right, let's uh, let's dig into Week 15. Week 15. That's unbelievable. Oh, so we have we have one more relevant podcast. After this one. Oh my gosh. And then we have the irrelevant podcast, which is <laughs> which is we, which is we, up until next August. No, no. We'll do we'll do week week seventeen for No, for, I know we will. For those who hate themselves and schedule their championship for garbage. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um all right. Do you wanna talk about some defenses? Yes. Uh real quickly, my the two defenses that I'm pushing this week are the Eagles and the Jaguars. And here's why. Um the Vikings will be without Adrian Peterson. That really doesn't mean a ton to me because I actually think that they can they can put up a lot of points without him, as they showed um, in that unbelievable, mind blowing ending to that Ravens game. Um, yeah. uh, and and I actually think that um, Matt Castle uh, could could put up good numbers. So so could uh, Cordell P- Patterson. Um, the the potential here is with is with turnovers um and sacks um the, the Phillies defense 
um, is getting more and more pressure on the quarterback as the season goes on. Um, so I think that you're kind of banking on, uh, you know, the, the Eagles padding their, their floor with, mm-hmm. um, with, with pressure on the quarterback, hopefully that results in sacks. Um, the Vegas line on this scares the bejesus out of me. I will say, I think it's what, 50, what? 51 at the moment. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, that I usually hedge if the over under on a game 45. is like, is like over like 46. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 51 is really high. I think that might be due to the Eagles potential to score a ton. I think it, yeah, I think points. it has to, um, Although you know what, I I should have checked this, and I will, and I'll, I'll tweet about it um, probably on Thursday. Uh, you know, Vegas projects um, everything down to the last statistic, so I have to just check what they have the Vikings projected for as far as points. But the Eagles, the, I think the the Eagles will be fine um, in, in this one. And then um, I know that the kind of the um, fallback choice in the Jaguars Bills game would be, hey, you know, play play the Bills defense. Um, but I, I prefer the Jaguars defense, not by a ton. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that there's a 10-spot difference in my rankings between these two. I think I have the Jaguars maybe three three spots ahead of Buffalo. Um, but, you know, the, anybody who's seen Jacksonville play in recent weeks knows that this is not the same team that was being just blown to bits in the first eight weeks. Um, and the, the numbers bear that out. Uh, uh, Jacksonville's defense was averaging um, 2.7 fantasy points per game over the first eight weeks, um, and now these are these are raw points; these are not adjusted uh, for mm-hmm. schedule. But 2.7 uh, points in the first eight weeks, they're now averaging 9.9 fantasy points over the past four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not, you know, I think four games is is a is a good enough sample size to really draw, you know, at least at least a, a little bit of a lesson here that. Um, this is this is not the pushover unit that they were in September and October, and this all happened after their Week Nine buy. Right. Um, uh, so you know there, there there have been adjustments made. I've read you know look I'm not I'm not a game watching type film film guy, but I've read what 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 those types have written about how the Jaguars are playing defense recently, mm-hmm. and it's all very positive. You know they're they're all doing you know very football things now. Right. Um, and uh, so uh, I I think that at home uh, against a Bills offense that has looked, you know, for, for a lot of this season had looked really, really terrible, um, especially last week against the Bucks when they gave up 23 points uh, to oh. the Bucks defense. Um, I think that the Jags are the play there. That's interesting. I because I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling with with Buffalo and playoff matchups like real real playoff matchups mm-hmm. and I feel I feel pretty confident about it because I think you know they they can get to the passer and they've been they've been creating turnovers of late but I I I do understand the where like where do you have Jacksonville versus Bills versus Buffalo in the rankings not necessarily how many between each other but where do you have right. them ranked? I have Jacksonville at nine the Bills at twelve okay okay so they're both they're both Def deaf ones. Yes, there. I, I yes, I do have them as deaf ones. <laughs> and, uh, okay, that's good. And and, and it, look, it, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if the Bills ended up a top five unit, just because you know Chad Henney is Chad Henney. Uh, yeah. But but they they really if if you saw any of that Texans game last week, the Jaguars yeah. Texans game, I think that you'd see that they're 
pretty much the, the, the team is bending over backwards to make sure Henny doesn't kill them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with, with, with turnovers that he's prone to make. Uh, and I think that, you know, that has, that has resulted in us and they, at least it, me really hesitating to say, say, you know, Oh, this team's playing the Jags. Boom. I'm streaming them. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, the, 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 the upside is not there like it was in September and October, and that that frightens me a little. Just just because I think probably people who are who are going to be listening might have the question: Would you change the Buffalo rank if Maurice Jones-Drew does not play? Mm, good question. Uh, not much, and, yeah. and that might be because I like Jordan Todman more than most. Right. Right. Uh, and I, I just you know I know that. MJD has had a little bit of a resurgence here in recent weeks, but I mean, I don't see why a replacement level back couldn't post the same numbers that he's posting. Yeah, it'll that it'll be it'll definitely be interesting uh, to see what would what would happen as a result of that. But I, I tend to agree. I don't think a, I don't think a running back of all positions, unless it's a, an elite one, mm-hmm. uh, really should change the way that you approach your defense. Yeah, and also I, I get a lot of. A lot, a lot of people on Twitter are asking me this week it, to pretty much confirm that they're right in streaming the Saints. The Saints are fine. I have them at, at yeah. thirteen. Um, you know, injuries have hurt have hurt them and have kind of exposed them a little bit. But it's the Rams, you know, and then and, and and we saw last week the Cardinals. Um, I think score twenty fantasy points against. Uh, yep. 20, uh, well, yeah, twenty one in, in a league. I don't know. You know, defensive yeah. scoring changes, but. Right, right, and 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 uh, so you know the I I think the Rams might have scared some people off when they just you know mutilated the Colts defense. Uh, yeah, but everyone does. You know, which is crazy still, but um, but uh, yeah, I mean the Saint, the Saints are fine. I I just I I prefer I prefer the Jaguars, and I would even prefer I would prefer the Eagles a little bit over the Jaguars. Cool, it sounds good. Yeah, who do you have a quarterback? Um, the first one, I'm going to go back to trusty old Joe Flacco. Wow. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, I know. It's crazy. I'm going with Joe Flacco in two straight playoff leagues. <laughs> um, I'm actually rolling with him in, in a couple leagues, uh, in a couple semifinals, which is just, it feels so dirty. So, so dirty. Uh, but he, you know, I think last week, you know, he did, he, he came through for you towards the end of the game. He ended up with three touchdowns and three picks, uh, and 20 fantasy points. The three picks were were a little bit earlier in the game when the the I I don't want to blame it fully on this, but the weather was bad at the beginning of that game, um, and and you know guys might not have been uh, used to the field, um, but this week Flacco goes up against uh, what number fire ranks as the twenty third worst pass defense in the NFL in Detroit, and you know I don't want the last two performances of Detroit's to to blind you from how really mediocre to bad that secondary is because. Uh, two weeks ago, when they played on Thanksgiving, they played Matt Flynn, and then last week they played in 17 inches of snow against Nick Foles. Right. So I don't think it's really fair to to judge them off of that because the six weeks prior to that they gave up 16 passing touchdowns. Uh, and given the fact that it's indoors, uh, I think it's going to be a high you know it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than what a Ravens game is used to. Um, so Flacco probably has a decent floor, uh, and 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 he still does have a decent ceiling as well because. Uh, indoors with a guy like Torrey Smith, anything's possible. Yeah, and 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 also I, I think part part of his value is in his running games. You know, total, you know, uh, absence. Um, yeah. 
were the Ravens going to run it, you know, 40 times for 180 yards against the Lions? No. Right, I mean, they're, right. they're going to run the ball 20 times and right. for, for, you know, for nothing against that front seven. And Flacco's going to have to throw it 40 times. So I think that vo- volume is his friend. Yeah, he's actually, I think the algorithms picked him out as like the 10th best quarterback this week, which is pretty impressive considering uh, usually the, the algorithms at this point in the season get a little bit conservative. Uh, just because we have so much data available, so you know, given that, uh, it was it was pretty pretty alarming to see him there. Yeah. Um, the second guy, I'll go. I'll I'll save the second guy for last. I'll, I'll go with the third guy. Third guy meaning the third one on my list. I do this like every single week. But uh, so the second guy, I'm gonna go with Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's been playing out of his mind actually the last the last three weeks. He is. Um, he, last week he had 23.6 uh, fantasy point, standard fantasy points against my Steelers in one of the most heartbreaking games I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, yeah, that was horrible. Uh, but he's he hasn't ha- he's one of the most consistent fantasy court. People don't realize this. He's one of the most consistent fantasy quarterbacks in all of the land. He has uh, uh, no less than 10.8 standard points this season. Um, and in the last three weeks, I think he had 18, 21, and then last week's 23.6. Um, so he's trending upwards and, and they're using him a little bit more in that read option, uh, game. We saw last week he had that 40 yard run. He's, he's, he's capable. He's a freaking wide receiver. Um, I don't know why he hasn't been doing that in this entire season. I mean, he did that at the end of last year, the last two games of last year, they had him running that read option and he, he looked great at times Yeah, and then he didn't do it at all. And, and he's, he's the, he's an an incredibly fast, agile guy. I have no idea why he hasn't doing that. It's, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, and he's averaging 33 yards on the ground, uh, per week, the last three games. I know that that includes a 48 yard run, but, um, it's still, it's still pretty impressive. What's the? Um, it's the Konami code. Yeah, that's right. That's right? Rich was Rich was messaging me about that uh, at Lord Reeves. Everyone, he wrote the uh, Rich Rebar wrote an amazing article on Number Fire at the beginning of the season about the the Konami code and how uh, running quarterbacks just just beast and they 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 cheat the system, the fantasy football system. Yeah, just so, just just like the code on your old Nintendo. Right. 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 And and so and I think Contra was the game that he he's, he referenced. But the uh, the thing with these running quarterbacks, and it's it's pretty amazing to see uh, our advanced metrics that we use with the rushing net expected points. Uh, it, this season at, at quarterback, the running quarterbacks are are unbelievable. And I'm not I don't mean running quarterbacks in in Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson. I'm I'm talking about Andrew Luck, Ryan Tannehill, Alex Smith, and Joe Flacco. Wow. Joe, Joe Flacco, you know, think, you know, you have to understand what net expected points is all about. And it's all about the, the situations that you're in on a football field and how you're, how you're gaining yards when it, when it matters, basically. So if it's third and three and you gain two yards, or, or sorry, if it's third and 10 and you gain nine yards, it might appear as a decent play because you're gaining nine yards. But reality, you're, you're not picking up a first down and extending the drive. You're, you're punting the ball away after uh, not, not converting. So... Because of that, uh, your expected points isn't necessarily going to go up that much. Whereas uh, a guy like Joe Flacco this season, and if you go look at, at how he's running the football, and, and you can even see it while you're watching him play, he's picking up first downs consistently with his legs. And, and whether that's because their offensive line is brutal, I have no idea. I would, I would actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I might assume that's the case because their offensive line is atrocious. Uh, but 
it's really interesting to see that. And then Andrew Luck, my God, he is unbelievable with his legs. He can do I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Basically, he's like a he he can escape the way that Ben Roethlisberger does, but he's he's more athletic than Ben than Ben Roethlisberger is. So he's <laughs> he's able to pick up yards as well. He's more athletic in that he's athletic at all. Yeah, that's a good that's a I good mean, point. Roethlisberger when they when they talk, when they list his weight on the uh, like you know the intro, they're like, oh, he's yeah. however however tall he is, and he's he's two fifty five. Oh, come on, come on, <laughs> yeah, right. come on. He he'd be two fifty five if he dropped forty. Right, right. I mean, stop it with that. Yeah, and, and it's it's really really interesting. Uh, you know, I I've really looked at football from a different perspective since starting at number five because of this expected points data because you're looking at it from this high level view of how the football is actually moving on the field and what that means to a player's value. And when a quarterback is picking up a first down with his legs, that really, really helps his expected point value. Mm -hmm. And and you're really seeing that more this year than you have ever before. So guys like Ryan Tannehill, Alex Smith, Joe Flacco, uh, Flacco is more of an opportunistic runner. uh, But Andrew Luck, obviously those are guys that are, that are going to be able to pick up a, a, 20 yards, let's say, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to pick up 20 yards, and that's that's going to cancel out a turnover. So it's very, very uh, yeah. helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the third guy that I'm going to mention is uh, the one and only Kirk Cousins. Uh, obviously, all the turmoil has gone on today uh, in the in the D.C. area, or in, in your area, Denny. Oh yeah, no, it's there's much gnashing of teeth here in the Maryland suburbs. Yeah, I actually I watched the uh, the press conferences today, and I was very very impressed with both RG three and Kirk Cousins. They were unbelievable. I mean, they they did, you know, RG three wears wears his heart on his sleeve, so you know when he's angry. Yeah. But Kirk Kirk Cousins was unbelievable. Great, uh, great press conference. But then Mike Shanahan came on, and it was just this this un unreal train wreck. Oh. It was just incredible, uh, but. With Cousins this week, obviously RG three's done for the season. Uh, you know you want you know he if you need a high risk high reward guy, Cousins is your man. Uh, you know he's playing against Atlanta, who according to number fire metrics has the worst secondary when you adjust for strength of schedule in the entire league, uh, which makes sense because from a week to week perspective, uh, Atlanta's given up uh, four top six fantasy games to, to quarterbacks, including a top five one to Geno Smith in week five. Um, I don't I remember whenever everyone was uh, talking about how Geno Smith is the future of the team after that one. Oh yeah, and you called him that week. That was your I did. Yeah, yeah. He was he was one of the streamers that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad that you remember that. Thank you. Of course I do. Jeez, I, when you said it, I, <laughs> when you said it, I was like, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty lucky. But it was one of those things where Atlanta's defense was was just playing that bad. Yeah, and I think it's a similar situation here where. Where the Atlanta Redskins game, I think the over-under is actually set pretty low. Like, lower than you would think. Uh, but I, I think it's at, like, 42 or 43 or something. Oh, man, really? Mm, that is low. Yeah, like com- compared to what you would think, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But but I think that uh, indoors is going to potentially help. And, I you know, the fact that they're probably going to have to play a little bit of catch-up to that Atlanta offense that's actually still playing all right. It's the defense that's been the, the main problem for Atlanta for the most part. Um, I think that, that Cousins is a decent play this week. Just It's based it's based purely on matchup, not on Kirk Cousins as a passer because himself as a passer is a very risky play. Yeah, uh, I, I have um, I have Cousins. I was you know trying to project his 
his median, and I I, I came up with fifteen point three for his for his median wow. yeah. uh, this week. So, um, you know, uh, that's that's good enough for me, especially in you know in, in daily. Uh, he's so cheap and on a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, that, when I do my Fanduel article on Friday, it's gonna be. I yeah. mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is going to be owned in probably for, at least forty percent of lineups. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he he'll be in, in so many lineups that I, you know, in big tournaments, I, I just I would really have yeah, to think you'd about avoid. them. Not only that, in big tournaments, you're going to have to stack them with Garcon, and Garcon just hasn't found the end zone much this year. No, no, you stack them with Aldrick Robinson. Yeah. That, well, okay. Sorry, that's that's my that's my conservative nature at, at work. Yeah, well, I'm you know if you're in a forty thousand person league, then you do that, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, so yeah, those are it. It's uh, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and Joe Flacco. Yeah, I I actually really like Flacco this week. I mentioned him in my four for four article. And... I, yeah, the the hesitation with him is that it's on the road. Um, yeah, but at the same time, they're not going to be able to run the ball yes. at all against yeah. Detroit at all. Yeah, so and so. Um, I think this is a good segue in the tight ends because I was going to say part of part of why I like Flacco is because he has his favorite guy back and your favorite and guy, my favorite guy, my favorite human besides my <laughs> wife and my little baby, Dennis Pitta. You know, he should just be part of the Carter family. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's weird, Dennis Carter. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. It is. I mean, look at everything happens for a reason. I think we were named the same thing for a reason. Even though my real name is Craig, but no one. Yeah, no, but that's just fine. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, look, uh, Pitta um, was targeted on an unbelievable one third, one out of every three times he ran a route, he was targeted. Um, that's insane. Against the uh, against the Vikings, uh, including you know a lot of what we would call high value targets. Which sounds like a like I have a you know planning a drone strike here, but um, <laughs> uh, you know he he caught a, a touchdown. Um, he was uh, targeted again in the end zone um, that it just barely missed. So um, he to expect a dozen targets from him in this uh, Monday night game against Detroit is not unreasonable at all. Yeah. I, I I really don't I because re- you know because he's not going to be on. Any sort of snap count, according to um, something I read in, um, I forget which Baltimore paper it was, but it was one of the beat writers was saying that um, it's likely that he he won't be um, on any snap count, which is great, great for us. That's yeah, that's that's one thing that's that people I don't I don't understand why people think that players are going to get worse in terms of snap counts after they come back from injury. Oh, like yeah. I see I see all this hesitation as if as if Dennis Pitta we saw what he could do with X number of snaps and now people, some people are like, but I'm, but I'm worried that he's going to see fewer snaps. No, it's strange. It's very strange logic. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, but just, just a quick reminder of, of why, you know, I, I I thought of Pitt as, as a, as a clear top five tight end coming into the season before, um, before he hurt his hip in the preseason. Um, and I cried for three or four days, (laughs) but, um, I'm over it. So, Anyway, uh, the reason is is because his value, a fantasy value, no longer hinges on another guy, and that other guy was Anquan Bolden, who is obviously no longer in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They occupied the same space uh, on the field um, when they were when they were Ravens. They um, ran basically the same routes. They did. They performed the same. They they performed the same tasks. The, the um, for for Joe Flacco. So if you 
if you looked at Bolden's biggest games in 2012, you would notice that those were Pitta's worst games and vice versa. Right. Um, in, in fact, there were uh, Pitta's best games. Um, there were a couple where Bolden didn't catch a single pass. Right. Um, and, 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 and there were some where Bolden went bananas, like in that uh, playoff game against the Colts, where Pitta basically was invisible. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that's no longer the case. Um, and, um, I think, you know, I think that that's, that's great for Flacco. And I think yeah. that, that Pitta is at worst a, a, a volume guy. I really like him this week. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm very fortunate because I mean, I, I know people don't like to talk about their, their leagues, but I own Gronk in one league. It was that all points league that I'm in. I own Gronk in one league and I somehow got Pitta off waivers this week. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm wow. Well, you, you, anyway. know, you know what we what we call people who talk about their own fantasy teams, right? What, assholes? No, fantasy douches. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, 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 he, that, that is where it stems. Yeah, yeah, it's, I thought that was a great explanation. And then just real quickly, my other tight end is uh, Jacob Tammy. Probably if you're listening to this pro- podcast, you know what I'm going to say here. He's, he's taking over Wes Welker's role against the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. Um, and I, I just, um, broke it down, um, according to his, um, fantasy points per route run. It's, um, not, not great. It's 0.26, but if he takes over for, for Welker completely and runs, um, Welker's share of, of slot routes, then I have him projected for about eight points in standard and about 14 points for PPR, yeah. Um, which, you know, hey, I mean, w- would you sign up for 14 PPR points right now from Jacob? Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, so I I, uh, I have him in my top 12. I, I like him a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm rolling with him as well. He's a, he's definitely a good starter, uh, or a streamer. Uh, one guy that, that I just want to mention, because uh, I mentioned him last week and he didn't play, is Delaney Walker, who is going to be playing this week, uh, it appears. Um, and he's going to get Arizona's defense that everyone knows – is horrible at stopping tight ends, and they know that they're horrible at stopping tight ends. So I know that Jared Cook burned you last week, but Delaney Walker's seeing like nine targets per game with uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, which is fantastic from a target perspective for a tight end. Um, so, and not only that, he's seeing high percentage targets, so he's going to be able to get uh, five to six receptions uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. So. Given his matchup, uh, I think Delaney Walker is is probably a, a top twelve tight end this week if he plays. Oh, definitely. I, I have him in my top ten. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick has eyes for two guys. That's yeah. you know, Kendall Wright. Except except last week. Except except last week when uh, did Kendall Wright play? I don't even know. <laughs> when everyone needed Kendall Wright. Yeah, that that yeah, that Fitzpatrick uh, Kendall Wright stack really just lit up the world. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Ugh. I can't, I uh, I can't believe that 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 ended up happening. Oh my gosh, it was it was, it was a disaster. Just a complete hey, the worst day of everyone's life. Just a side note on that game, I I did not know this. The Broncos ran ninety eight plays, offensive that's, plays. That's absurd. Ninety eight. Are yeah, you kidding me? I mean, that's completely I, absurd. Jacob Tammy came in in the second quarter, late second quarter for for Welker, and ended up running like thirty four pass routes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's that's why. I mean, that's why he's he's so attractive. But also uh, this week, but also, I mean, are they going to be able to run that many plays against San Diego, who's going to keep the ball probably more than Tennessee did? Oh, look, 
98. I mean, not 98, but I'm saying just in general. No, no, definitely not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So to recap quickly, because I do this, uh, Tammy Pitta and Delaney Walker, all are, are high, higher percentage tight end plays this week from, a, from an ownership pers- perspective. Uh, quarterbacks, we have Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and Flacco. And then Denny mentioned the Jaguars and the Eagles. And the Bills are three ranks below the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I just had to throw that in there because I'm 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 rolling with them. Yeah, no, I I'm I'm I actually had them in one league too, uh, where I couldn't get I couldn't get the Jags, believe it or not. Nice, nice. That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, someone, um, someone's been reading my my. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so let's get to some Twitter questions because everyone, uh, we got probably more this week than we have, uh, maybe than we have in a while, um. The first one comes from at not John Carter. So this guy's not John Carter. Okay, got it. He says, where do you rank Cousins, and would you play Cutler if healthy over him? So this is this is something I actually want to touch on because everyone's talking about the McCown-Cutler thing and, and what you would do. Do you, have, do you have any sort of angle that you're taking or stance that you're taking? Are you just... Are you just looking at McCown and saying, if Cutler plays, I'm going to value Cutler the same as I would McCown? Or are you valuing McCown a little bit more than you would Cutler? I uh, I didn't want to, you know, because Cutler's my boy. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, the, just, just the course, sort of looking through the numbers, and, and I have my, my projections for those two are quite different, and it's not good for Cutler. Um, I have McCown at a median of... Uh, nineteen point three, and I have Cutler at a median of fourteen point eight. Yeah. So you know it's a five point difference, and it's enough for me to rethink, you know, really rolling with Cutler. Now these are this is a, a four point passing touchdown uh, projection. Sure. Um, their their ceilings are almost identical, just just for the record. But um, whew, that question there. Um. I actually think would consider Cousins there very strongly. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree with you. I think I think one thing with Cutler is, I know this is kind of weird to think this way, but you know if he's coming off this injury, I know that they're not going to throw him out there unless he's a hundred percent healthy. But I think that it, it's kind of strange. We're in a position where he's almost the one that can't screw up, because if he does screw up, he could get pulled. Yes, I know. Uh, so, so that factor is always there. I mean, I guess you could make the same argument for for Josh McCown, uh, but uh, McCown's playing so well right now that it, it would be hard to uh, to to foresee that happening. Uh, I mean, if I had my choice, I would just I would like to see McCown play the rest of the way out because um, you know I I think that uh, he's shown over and over again um, whatever it is about Tressman's system, he he's a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, and um, and cut. And I'm not saying you know I'm not saying Cutler is like an unplayable fantasy um, you know player, but I prefer McCown by a lot. Yeah. I the, the whole thing with McCown and and Cutler and and Tressman system and how they should should use that moving forward. First of all, I'm glad that I'm not Mark Tressman. Uh, kind of. I would actually love to be Mark Tressman because he's awesome. He's so cool. Yeah. But. I think the, the, the bigger picture situation here is not necessarily the personnel of Josh McCown or Jay Cutler, but it's more so the fact that uh, we're seeing Mark Tressman's offense in action and that you can throw 34-year-old quarterbacks under center and it, them succeed, see them succeed under this, in this offense. So it, 
it kind of makes a guy like Jay Cutler be less valuable in mm-hmm. a way. Um, yeah. But but this week to answer not John Carter's question, I think that uh, I would feel more comfortable going with Kirk Cousins over Cutler. Yes, me too. Which is crazy. Um, this is from our buddy Nathan Powell at NPowDFW. Uh, he says Foles or Luck this week. Oh, Foles. Foles for me, easy. I think Foles. I'm 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 rolling with a Foles, Deshaun Jackson, and Riley Cooper Fanium playoff lineup. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I I mean Foles has, you know, for me, the the higher median, the higher ceiling, everything. Yeah, me too. Um, this is from Jerry at uh, Cremson six eight seven. He says Walker or Pitta, and then he says Campbell or Fitz, Fitzpatrick this week. Can't Campbell. So you take Campbell over Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, Dennis Pitta or Delaney Walker. Oh, well, I Pitta ahead of him. Yeah. I I don't I don't like either of the quarterback options uh, with Campbell or Fitzpatrick. I, I would look for, I, I like Cousins, but better than both of them if he's available, perhaps. But yeah. I would go Campbell over Fitzpatrick. I I, my, I always I cannot help but hesitate to stream quarterbacks against the Bears simply for the reason that they're going to run. The, the, right, that front seven is so bad. Yeah, and 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 teams just say, "Well, we know how to beat these guys. We're just going to gash them on yeah. the ground." Well, that's the thing is that uh, the Bears actually rank well against fantasy quarterbacks because they've seen the second least amount of passes against them this year. Right. Uh, only only Houston has seen fewer passes, and that's another reason why Houston ranks well again. And and why they rank well from a from a yardage perspective. I wrote about this today. That's why they rank well against. Only Seattle has given up fewer passing yards than Houston, but Houston's actually horribly inefficient. Um, and and the, the thing with Campbell that's interesting is that Cleveland's the, the number one passing team from a volume perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see that kind of dynamic going because Cleveland doesn't have any sort of running game, especially, well, I shouldn't say especially with Willis McGahee out because Willis McGahee isn't anything to begin with. But No, uh, and, well, he's not going to even play. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean... Oh. I'm saying, you know, their running game doesn't really exist. And Willis McGahee's out, but that's probably a good thing. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, the thing is, if you ever met a team that might not be able to run even against the Bears, it might be the Browns. Yeah, it might be. It's very, very true. And the the reason I, I just, I fear for, Cam- I fear uh, to start a guy like Campbell because he is volume dependent. He's completely volume dependent. I understand what he, you know, Josh Gordon's a freaking monster. There's two things that are making Jason Campbell fantasy relevant right now, and it's volume and Josh Gordon. If one of those two things is gone, I worry about him in, in fantasy football. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah, no, me too. Um, this is from uh, at Blue Jays with a Z, 88. Uh, he says, McCown, Big Ben, or Campbell this week. So we, I think we already threw Campbell out. I'd say for for that question, I'd say I'd start McCown if he plays, but then I'd I'd, I'd actually uh, I think I'd uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go Roethlisberger over Campbell. I get Roethlisberger against Cincinnati. Um, at Heinz Field too. Yeah, I'm looking. I have Roethlisberger at 14 and Campbell. Um, actually, I have Campbell ahead of Roethlisberger. Do you? Yeah, I I mean. That's 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 a tough call. I mean, especially because Ben's put up some crazy numbers. But yeah, he's so been, he's been incredible. So I I actually I would go Campbell. 
Hey, cool. Blue Jays, have fun with that one. We disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is from at uh, memo35. He says, PPR, Woodhead against Denver or wait for Bush on Monday night? Uh-huh. He also has Rice if Bush doesn't go. I'm assuming... I guess he means Ray Rice if Bush if we find out that Bush doesn't go on mm. on Monday. But Ray Rice has the worst matchup you can almost ask for. Yeah, that's the wor- That's a terrible downgrade. Oof. I think I would just I think I would just go with Danny Woodhead against Denver in PPR. Yeah, yeah, and just hope that he gets one of those uh, uh, short, you know, five yard passing touchdowns that he yeah. often gets. Yeah, and and I mean, and pretty much pray that the Broncos jump out to a twenty yeah. to nothing lead. Yeah. Um, and then he has Luck, Cousins, or McCown. So uh, Indianapolis is a soft matchup, right? They're playing Houston, I think. Yeah. So you got you got Luck against Houston, which is a good matchup. Yeah. Um, you have obviously McCown, and then and then Cousins, who we just talked about. I'd say, do you want to do you want to answer? Or do you want me to go? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say start McCown if he plays, and then I'd play Luck over Cousins if McCown doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah, that, I I totally agree. I. I I have McCown as a top six guy if he plays. Yeah, yeah, he has to be. Um, this is from Daniel Lindsay, uh, the number fire writer at Bitter Packer fan. Uh, he said two weeks in a row because he's asking another question. Flex question: Demarco Murray, who the Cowboys are playing the uh, the Packers. Um, Demarco Murray, Riley Cooper against the Vikings. Vincent Jackson, and he is playing the uh, 49ers. Or Rod Streeter, who Oakland is playing uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, V. Jackson, Streeter are out. Yeah, me too. I think I would... Oh, the Man, that's rough. I, I'd i probably go Murray because I'm, I'm safe like that. I would feel much, much better if it were PPR. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Murray. Um, actually, no, it says 0.5 PPR. Would you go Murray or Cooper? God, I never know what to say with <laughs> point, point, 0.5 PPR. <laughs> I'd go, I'm, I'm still, I'm sticking with Murray. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, do, yeah. Love, I do love Cooper, but he's very, very, he, he can be inconsistent. It's a little volatile. I mean, it, God, Lord, the Minnesota secondary is so horrible. So bad. Oh. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, this is from at Citizen the Cane, who thanks for coming back at us this week. That means we did something right. Okay. Uh, PPR need to start two out of six. Okay, cool. Oh. All right. So you got Victor Cruz, who the Giants are playing the Seahawks. Sheesh. Gio Bernard against Pittsburgh. Reggie Bush against Baltimore. Uh, I guess. Okay, sorry. It's Bush or Bell. Uh, and then he has AP Gerhardt. So the Vikings are playing the, the, the Eagles. Ryan Matthews against Denver or Todman against the Bills. Wow. So you get to pick two of those guys oh in a PPR league. Actually, no. He said he said for us to rank them. Oh, well. Let's just pick two. I'm picking two. Uh, so uh, the Joyke-Reggie combo, just, just, just store that away and make that call on Monday. Right. Um, now... You know, if 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 Reggie's supposed to be limited or something, then you really have a conundrum on Monday night. But I would save those two, and then I would go. Not not Cruz. No, not Cruz, and I I think I'd go Geo. Geo, yeah, me too. I think he 
he tore he he uh, exposed some of the Steelers linebackers last time uh, they played. I was at the game and I got to see the Steelers lose. Oh, oh, yeah. Which has been been very common this year. Yeah, I guess it has. <laughs> Um, this is from uh, at Bob Mahalik. He says, help me pick my quarterback. Cutler, Cousins, Campbell, Tannehill. Six-point touchdowns. So Cutler, Cousins. Campbell, Tannehill. So I'm throwing Campbell out. So it's Cutler, Cutler Cousins, or Tannehill. I'm going to say Tannehill. I actually... I, you know... Look, just, just, I want to say Tannehill. I have to say Campbell again. Oh my God! I know, I know. You're killing I, me. I know you're. You're gonna punch me in the neck if I, if I <laughs> one more time. Well, you know, Josh Gordon will get one. Don't say. Don't jinx me. I have him everywhere. Don't. Jinx <laughs> me now. Uh, this is from the same guy, our buddy Bob Mahalik. He says, "Pick two, running back and flex." <laughs> <laughs> Lacey Woodhead. This is non PPR. Lacey Woodhead. Spiller, Bernard, Gerhardt, Edelman. Oh my God, this is so difficult. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Oh man. So if Lacey plays, he's gonna see the Cowboys, which is a great matchup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I think I think he would be he would be one that you definitely play. So basically, you're at Woodhead, Spiller, Bernard. Uh, I I'm not really feeling Gerhardt or Edelman. Oh it, wait, is it PPR or no? Uh, this one, oh actually this one's point five PPR yes. Uh, I, I don't you know I don't. I'm know. gonna I'm gonna just say Lacey and Geo. Yeah that that's 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 the safe. I mean Edelman is in for uh for a spike without you know. That's back, that's fair very back, fair. Back to the days of uh, of no Gronk but but uh, I will say that um in uh, you know the last time Gronk was out for an extended period um there was no Vereen. Right. You know, so so I think that that might take some shine off of Edelman for the moment. Definitely. Um, and then another question from him says, Cameron or Pitta? Non-PPR. Uh, Pitta for me. I would actually go Cameron. I think he's going to take advantage of that the weak linebackers in Chicago. How dare you? I know. We're just making everyone's life miserable. In I know. Really um, this is from at DMorales11. Uh, Matt Ryan over Tannehill, Campbell, Cousins, and Manuel? Question mark. I'm saying yes. I think Matt Ryan has a great game ahead of him this yeah, week. Yes, yes to all those things. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then he says, if Eddie Royal does not play, would you start Green over Tammy? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, this guy named Zach Zach Chemis, He says. And his his uh his handle is at Zach Ernest E E R, is that what it says? E R N E S. He says, lost R G three. Start Cousins this week. Tannehill or stack Campbell with Gordon because I guess he has Gordon. I'm the one seed, so a high floor is good. Because of the high floor thing, I'm going Tannehill. It was Campbell Tannehill or Cousins, and you're gonna go Campbell, and I'm gonna punch you in the neck. <laughs> yeah. I have to go Campbell again. High floor. I'm he. He wants a high floor. Oh, high floor. I'm saying Tannehill because he hasn't scored less than ten point eight this year, mm. and he's got a good matchup. All right. You have to give Tan. You got to give it to Tannehill in this one. Uh, I mean, I can't, I, I can't wait for Jason Campbell to get six points this week. Oh yeah, well that. <laughs> did you hear that, everyone? <laughs> you can't wait for your guy to fail. 
Uh, I, I I guess yes, I guess Tannehill. I just it's okay. I'm so basically I'm, but at least Zach knows our thought process because we're we're talking out loud or we're thinking out loud. Yeah, we really are. Wow. Um, this is from at uh, Senor J Ortega. He says, pick three in a twelve-team PPR: Colston, Hilton, Garcon, Tory Smith, and Riley. I got my three. You got your three. Uh, so it's uh, Garcon, Riley. Gar- Garcon, Riley, Tory Smith, Hilton, and Colston. I think I would go Garcon, Riley, and Tory. Bench, bench Colston and Hilton. Mm. Although Colston's a good play this week. I actually like Colston over. Um, mm. Over Cooper? Yes, over Cooper. Yeah, I would say the two that you. Uh, Garcon and Tory seem like Givens, and then. Uh, not not Chris Givens, just that they're Givens. Right, right. No, don't play Chris Givens. No, just don't play Chris <laughs> Givens, please. Don't. This is not what I meant. Uh, yeah, Hilton. Hilton's very difficult to trust right now. Oh, um, God. It's, it's so heartbreaking. I mean, how in the world does, does T.Y. Hilton play one and a half quarters of pure garbage time yeah. and, and, and post basically nothing? How, it, it's how, incredible. How does that happen? It blows up. <laughs> so, so, so Derek Rogers is the, is the clear number one receiver for the Colts now. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, is, can that happen in, in, in half a game that <laughs> T.Y. Hilton is completely phased out as the, as the prime receiver and, and Derek Rogers is now the franchise player? It drives me nuts. That game drove me bananas. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. All it right. was garbage, garbage time galore. Oh, really? Um, ooh, ooh. This is from Reboshua. Reboshua. R-E-B-O-Shua, like Joshua. Uh, I have Vereen, Edelman, Lacey, and Nelson. He needs one running back, wide receiver, and flex. He doesn't trust Flynn, and Brady will Brady be lost without Gronk? So, you know, I, I don't think you... If Flynn plays, I would probably just go Vereen, Edelman, and Lacey over Jordy. Yeah, no, I, I've been... I know Although the Dallas secondary, holy God. Yeah, I know, but does that, does that matter with Matt Flynn back mm. there? I, I mean, it depends, because he, he's still, let's see, because last week, uh, Jordy ended up having four for 85. Yeah, and, and, and most of it came on, I think, on like a 48-yard reception. Yeah, I would, that, I would still, I would just bench Jordy if, if, if Rodgers doesn't go, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's, and that's just infuriating. I just, I, I, I wish, I wish, you know, we, we had heard like more honest reports when Rogers went down, you know, yeah, and yeah. they were like, Oh, three, four weeks. What are you talking about? Three, four weeks. It's been almost, it's been a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, this one's from G Padilla. He says, would you sit Jordy for Cecil shorts in a 0.5 PPR? I'm down with that. I love Cecil's matchup this week. Sid first. Against oh, Buffalo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down with Cecil. Uh, this is from... I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. I'm not even going to... I, I, Ken C-I-A-R-D-U-L-L-O. Ken What's Cuccinelli. That? I think that's who that's. <laughs> oh, Cuccinelli. Okay. Right. All right. So Cuccinelli asks, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Steve Smith, Toby Gerhardt, or Michael Crabtree? I guess he gets one. I'm gonna go with my boy Smith. Uh, who do they play? Oh, the Jets. Yeah, that that I mean, whoa, that, yeah, that Jets secondary is is uh, god awful. 
Yeah. Real bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, this is from Dan O'Connor at Danny OC 13. Uh, he has to decide between Monty tomorrow night or Eddie Lacy on Sunday. Oh God, that's so difficult. Mm. That's the, that's the, this is, this is the reason Thursday night football sucks. Yeah. I, I, well, you know what? Read Thursday's practice reports with Lacey and, and I think if there's a chance he can go, I, I would be willing to wait it out and, yeah, and, and then and just see. try to. Worst case scenario, grab someone off the wire. Yeah, that that might get you know like a Whitaker or something in Cleveland. Yeah, um, yeah, because that the 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 problem is that they're not naming anybody for Green Bay until Friday. Oh yeah, right. So we're not gonna know. I mean, we might know a little bit more. Obviously, we should know a little bit more, but it's still yeah, it's gonna be a pain in the butt. Man, I like I like Ball Oof, a lot this week. Yeah, I mean. Do you, do you think he should just think about the difference between Ball and Lacey, which is which is significant, but it's but is it so significant that you take that risk? I, uh, I mean that that matchup against that Dallas D that you know Dallas yeah it could win you it could win your game. I I hear you. I hear you. I would if there's other options out there then then don't. I mean that's the thing here is that if there's another option out there right right then then you don't you know then roll with Lacey and go he, go for it. Here's what I would I would consider. Yolo. Yeah, yes. Uh that too. <laughs> hey, pick up pick HOA. Up, <laughs> that's my Yolo. <laughs> yeah. Um pick up Jordan Tod- Todman off the wires if he's there. Yeah, there's and, so many running backs this week to to get. Right. And just and just, you know, plug him in if Lacey sits. But I I I'd, I'd have to wait. I want I want Lacey this week, yeah. Yeah. He's he's um, he's, he's fatter than usual this week. So we already talked about Ball. This this guy Joseph Cross at Joseph Cross nineteen. He said thoughts on Ball, Proce- prospects on on Ted Ginn ha- against a Jets secondary that seems to struggle versus speedy receivers. I like both of them as sleepers this week. Yeah, again, yeah. I mean that the um the the the, the pieces fit really nicely there. You know, deep threat versus secondary that can't stop deep threat. Right. But no, no matter how you how you slice it, Ted Ginn is a is a uh, roll of the dice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's going to score you three. He's going to score you two or uh, nineteen. Right. Know, like. Right. Um. This guy says confident in Brown and Bell despite bad matchups. I'm assuming he's talking about Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um. And then he says, "Why is Pierre Thomas ranked so low everywhere?" He's never ranked low in my heart. No, no, never in your. He's he's uh, the RB one in your heart. He's he is he really is. Uh, no, I mean I think that there's reason to be a little bit worried about uh, Le'Veon and, and Antonio this week. Um, they'll probably hit. They they won't reach their ceiling. Uh, the Steelers kind of abandoned the run last week uh, in the second half. They ran it like five times, I think, the entire second half. Yeah. Which which made no sense because we were in the game and running well because. You don't beat Miami through the air. Yeah, I, I, I was so. I mean, I, I was so high on Le'Veon Bell last week. Everyone was, in, for good reason. And it's, and it's Todd Haley. And he, and he, he disappeared. Yeah, he had a great first half. He was running very well. Um, I have to ask you this: I have two hardcore Steelers fans, friends. Yeah, they Sarah. suck. And <laughs> they're they're decent people, but yeah. they. Uh, they much prefer, um, what, what, what's uh, what's Bell's backup's name? 
Jonathan Dwyer? Dwyer. They much prefer Dwyer to Bell. That's that's absurd. Is that that's not common? Then. That is no, that's not common at all. That is the most absurd thing. That that's just that's just trying to be a, a, a hipster. Well, they, I think that they're trying to maybe be Steelers hipsters because they're like, you know, Dwyer knows about Steeler football. Like he he plays Steeler football. Bell's too it's, flashy. That's, that's not a thing. Be- Bell's that's Bell's, never a thing. It's like it's like they act like Bell is Barry Sanders, like dancing Be- around. Out there. No, no, the pe- people who who watch. I mean, I watch a ton of 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 Le'Veon. Obviously, he's he's one of the most patient runners I've ever seen in my life. And I think to Steeler fans that that they don't like that because he's not he's not just throwing his body at defenders like Jerome Bettis does or right. did, and, and what Jonathan Dwyer does. Jonathan Dwyer is that kind of he just he he's our short yardage back who's a big guy who has always he's actually struggled with his weight in the past. Yes, and and and, and really. There, there's no comparison. Le'Veon Bell can catch the ball to the back. Le'Veon Bell is really, given the offensive line that we have, he is outperforming anyone's expectations. I think. Yeah. Just, just given the way that he's he's been. I know his yards per carry average is down, but that's 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 a given in this offense. That's just a given. And I totally agree with with that assessment. But I just was was confused about why these two Steelers fans look at Le'Veon Bell and say, eh, give me Dwyer. Yeah, that's 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 just that okay. like, makes me mad. I wanna make I wanna make sure this is not a common thing. No, it's not. And I will say I've been telling this to people for a while now. I think the Steelers offense in the middle of next season ish uh could really, really start to click and be like I don't this is going to sound like uh, like I'm such a homer, but I think that they could, if they get another wide receiver, they could be a top five or six unit in the league. Sure, sure. I really, really think that. I believe that. Um. All right. So enough of the Steeler talk. This guy, Colin. I I keep saying this guy. I'm sorry, people. You're not just this person. I I really like you. Um, Colin D. Pratt at Colin D. Pratt. He says, "If no McCown, do you go Glennon or Castle?" What? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response ever. <laughs> what? Not not Glennon. Get off of it's... Glennon right now. Oh my god, it's like it's like okay, if Jesus doesn't go, do you go Hitler or <laughs> or Mussolini? I mean, what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the worst. Wait, so no, he no, goes, no, no, no. he could go Castle, he could go Castle against Philly. And no, or, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Glennon against San Fran. I think you definitely go Castle. Castle. Uh, now, Castle, I, I promise you, Castle has a potential to, yeah, I, I swear, to put up 350 yards and three touchdowns. I really think that that's, that's a possibility. Now, that could also come with four back-breaking interceptions. Yeah. Um, or his, but... his nep is not going to look very good. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. His nep will be a disaster, as per usual. But, uh, uh, but, but I, yeah, no, Castle's the play. Oof. Yeah. Um, this is from Ben Madrid at BB Thief. This is the last question. He has two of them though. Full point PPR. Would you start Lacey, Rashad Jennings, or Tory Smith? Uh, Lace. Well, uh, I'm 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 not gonna buy into the full point. I'm just gonna I'm saying Lacey if he plays. Yeah, Lacey if he plays. Yep. How about this one? This is a good one to end on. Do you go Delaney Walker or Jason Witten? Nice. Uh, Walker, Walker. You going Walker? I'll I'll say Walker. I'm I'm cool with that too. Yeah. No. I look at uh, Tar- ev- volume's going to be the same probably. Yes. Everybody in the Dallas offense has their ceiling depressed because of 
the 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 Dallas defense and the the horrible uh, fantasy killing game flow that the Cowboys have on a weekly basis. Yep. Um, Pat Thorman uh, from from Pro Football Focus talks about this all the time. Has great stats on it. So I can't really take credit for for looking you know this up, but but you know he, he said no team had fewer offensive snaps in Week 14 than the Cowboys. Yep. That that's that's incredible. That's incredible in such a high scoring game. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So you know Witten, Dez, Romo, e- even Murray, they all get a hit. They all get a hit because uh, of of that of that defense. Yeah, I hear you. That's it. Those are the questions. I think we did well with them. Oh yeah, great, awesome. Um, so this week, for the ranting, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna take the high road, and I'm just not going to rant because I don't I need to stay positive and hope for for good karma in my semifinal matchups. That's a good idea. So there's no negativity from me, so I'm not gonna rant. If you want to rant though, because I did the one week when you didn't. If you would like to rant, feel free to get something off your chest. I'll say this. Okay. I'll say th- I'll say this about that. The the weather forecast needs. Can we get can can we get an algorithm for for this? Can we actually we have some numbers that we uh, I'm we could we could probably publish, but it need they need to be polished a little bit. It, it, it needs to. Are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm dead serious. It, actually, we 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 I I got them at the beginning of the season. We just haven't really pushed them that hard because we've been so busy. It's awesome. So the weather forecast needs to improve for this reason. All Sunday morning, all I hear is, it's going to snow in Philly. It's going to snow. I see some pictures from beat writers who are posting. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, that, that doesn't look great. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to like, you know, just, just evacuate that game and say, oh, no, pull out everyone. You know, I can't have anyone. And then it starts and I can't see the players. <laughs> what? I'm I'm looking at it and and it's and it's uh you know a snowpocalypse. I, I, it was unbelievable. I I half expected the White Walkers uh to 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 come off the screen. Um, so that that was infuriating. That basically everybody lost an entire half of production. Thankfully, um, there were a lot of guys who saved a lot of teams. I mean, Nick Foles had half a point at halftime and scored twenty. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, you actually you actually messaged me and said that because I took Foles yeah. out of a daily lineup, and you're like, yeah, he's probably going to score three points this week. Oh yeah, no, I I, I messaged yeah, I messaged you with the the the, the whiniest I am of all time. I was like, he's done, <laughs> yeah. he's done, I'm I'm done, and then he scored twenty, and I was fine. But yeah, I mean, you know, so so it ended up fine. But my God, can we can 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 somebody help me with these freaking weather uh, forecasts? I I don't want to play my guys. In a uh, you know a world altering blizzard, so you know help help with that. Good lord, I, I I couldn't believe it when I turned on that game. I immediately uh, you know my routine got into the shower, started crying. I mean it 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 just it was uh, it it was unreal how how far uh, you know apart reality was from the 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 prediction of. You know, there's going to be snow. There, there was enough snow that you know, Lashawn McCoy looks slow. In the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was insane. So absolutely insane. Yeah. It's like it's you know, you go out and you when you're growing up and you get snow. I I'm sorry, people that live in Florida, you're not going to understand this story. But you're growing up and you go out in the snow and you try to run around the snow and you just can't because it's up to your knees. <laughs> right. That's what they played professional football in. 
Oh, they they played professional. It, it was it was as if they were they had they had like fifty pound weights on their feet. Right. It it was it was actually hilarious to watch them run routes. Yeah. Um, because yeah. they they were basically like high stepping. Right. through the snow i mean calvin johnson disappeared under a blanket of snow for 10 minutes <laughs> right. they had to look for him Stafford was, was freaking out he was crying <laughs> on the sideline and uh burleson came over and finally dug him out you know it's yeah. it crazy they're so. they're playing they're they built forts on on each sideline they started throwing snowballs across the field right uh, uh you know uh stafford was uh you know prone to to drink on a snow day so that that's probably what <laughs> right. That's probably what hurt his fantasy day, you know. Oh, unbelievable! That was a, that was a good. That was more of a conversation because I interrupted you so much. That was a good okay. rant. That's okay. I I needed I needed to I needed a, a partner it with is, that rant. It is kind of ridiculous. Like how how is it that that was the same forecast from people on Twitter that that the Baltimore game had? Oh, that yeah, that was not even close to that. Look at like I we mean, need to we need to like set expectations a little bit here. Like yeah. we need to we need to say like. Like this is this we have unplayable conditions right now. Yeah, I it, listen. If I were at that that Eagles game in the in the stands and I saw that field, I would have tweeted it to everybody and 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 been like, you know, get your Eagles and your Lions out of your lineups right. immediately. I, I I promise you, this is this is a disaster. Please retweet. Yeah. Please retweet. <laughs> you would actually tell people to retweet, which is number one. Don't do and on Twitter. Yeah, no, right, right, right. Please retweet hashtag follow back. <laughs> right, right. You well, you'd have to add the follow back. Then it wouldn't, it wouldn't make as much sense. No, even better, team follow back. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's. I, I don't, I don't understand because it was as if it was the same condition in because it's not like they're far away from each other. The, the locations. Well, yeah, I mean, just a few hours, and and I I knew what the snow was like in Baltimore. I mean, I I live twenty five minutes south, but. But um, and that that's why I thought, well, it's not bad here. Oh, and then Philadelphia is, is Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, right. Suddenly, right. It was yeah, and people were people were. Uh, my my favorite is you know you you live close to Baltimore, and I was I live a mile away from Paul Brown Stadium, and people were tweeting. They're like, oh my god, I'm I'm getting AJ Green out of my lineup right now because it's a blizzard in Cincinnati, and I look out my window and it's not even snowing. I know. I saw those like, tweets. That it's like you don't you don't know that. I'm living in this location and I know this. I know that it's not snowing. But that, that's that's what I mean. I, remember remember the 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 wind scare in Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. when people were like, oh, there's there's gonna be 70 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. And and you were like, oh, still no, not even a breeze, guys. Still not even yeah. a breeze. And so I, wh- where's this coming from? Right, right, and then and then the the I love how we're we're just going. This is the the biggest rant we've ever had. But the the, the game, the game in uh in in Chicago on Monday night, everyone's like, "Don't start McCown. He doesn't have a very high ceiling because it's so cold out." And it's like, can we, can we just stop that too? That and, that that's funny. Can we just can we just stop that? He was the best fantasy quarterback by far this week. So shut your mouth. The the cold people. Come, don't hmm, don't pull your players out because of the cold. Sheesh. No, that's the worst. Don't the absolute worst. Anyway, all right, Denny. I think milkshakes. that does it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go hit up some milkshakes. Good luck this week in the semifinals. Yeah, man. You too. Thank you. All right, guys. We will get you next week. Championship week. Uh, take it easy and good luck this week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. 
For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.